Sing out loud, baby. Hooked on songs with roots and tongues and What's up, everybody? Welcome to another fantastic episode of Hooked on Sonics. I am one of your hosts, Bruce, and over there is the Toned Capone. And we have some pretty cool albums for you guys this week. Uh, we are going to be reviewing um, Scarface, uh, rapper from the 90s, his third album called The Diary. And then a um, little super group compilation from the early 70s with Howlin' Wolf, Eric Clapton, Steve Winwood, and the rhythm section of the Rolling Stones. Uh, playing on that, the London Howlin' Wolf sessions. So, um, of course, music news. Uh, we got some drinks to go over and lots of debauchery. Uh, before we get into all of it, we need to know tone. How are you? Good evening. I am well. How are you, my friend? Good, man. Good, good, good. Good, good. Just uh, another day in the life, man. Here we go doing it. Here we go with another set of reviews. And Here we go. Here hopefully we go. Got, Here. got some good albums to give each other. And mm -hmm. um, Other than that, man, just um, working, doing the same thing you're doing, just working. Uh, working on the weight loss, are you you still uh you still on the downward spiral or uh, so far so far so good so far so good. I went back up after cooking them pork butts I told you about on the last episode. Mm -hmm. Went back up about four pounds, but I shut it back off once we implemented my new game plan, which is the uh, we're going to stick to it something around twelve hundred calories. There you go a day, and um, if we fall under, great. We go a little over, oh well. You know, as long yeah. as we're not going extremely out of hand over, you know, that's the big yep. thing. You got to, got to watch that stuff, man. But, uh, I'm down 22 pounds still. Um, I'm looking to see, I'm hoping that by Friday I can be down, hopefully down to 325 from 350. Uh, it'd really be nice to be down to 320 for when I go back into my doctor's office visit next week, mm -hmm. but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, um, I'm about a twenty ish, give or take a pound or two, and uh, yeah, I feel a lot better. Keep on keeping on. Think about it, man. You just took off, or we both just kind of took off a bowling ball mm -hmm. off of us. A bowling ball's worth of weight. Um, uh, maybe a bowling ball and partial a bowling ball, depending on your bowling ball, eighteen, sixteen ounces, or whatever. You know, they're pounds or sixteen pounds, whatever. That's right. Yeah. yeah let's see yeah i got two bowling balls so i'm not quite there yet do you own a couple of bowling balls yeah i'm part of my I'm part of the lousy bowler lousy bowlers league uh every wednesday so now did you did you make an informed decision when you bought the bowling balls uh yeah absolutely i said hey buddy um how, what ball do i get he said well here here's this i'm like oh that's great here's the really good one I seen uh, eight hundred dollars. I'm like, okay, I'll go with that. So, yeah, it's very informed. I looked at my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's nice. It's scarlet and gray. And how uh, many seasons have you been doing the bowling tournament? Three. Yeah. Third third year. Do you look forward to it? Yeah, it's beer drinking league. You know, just to have fun, but we want to win. Cool, cool, cool. Mm hmm. Hmm. Ah. What are you drinking over there? Well, let me tell you. Um, uh, we'll switch it up a little bit. We'll do drinks first. Uh, my buddy Alex over at work, he gave me this to try. It's three Floyd's. Um, Return of the Ancients. It's a um Irish style red ale. Okay. How many calories in that bad boy? Probably a ton. Uh, I can't read it. I can't read it, but it is six and a half percent. Yes. But yeah. 
So it's my one beer for the week. That's funny. You're drinking three Floyds. Yeah. Do you know who, you know what else they make? A bunch of IPAs, don't they? Oh, the, wait, it was zombies. Shit. The, the zombie, zombie dust. dust and the uh, zombie, zombie ice. ice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They also do a uh, three Floyds barbarian ale or something like that. Okay. Which is really, really good. Uh, I like them. I, they're they're probably one of like there's only a handful of uh, breweries that I really care for. Stone being number one. Yeah. I found out recently that I really like Ryan Geis. I do like um, some of the beers from um, Great Lakes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Elliot Ness is one of the, the just a great beer man, um, and they're uh, their seasonal beers are amazing, like the Nosferatu and. Um, What's the other one? Um, Lake Erie Monster. Okay. Which is an Imperial IPA or a double, like maybe a double Imperial IPA. Uh, amazing, amazing beers. And then um, Three Floyds hit my radar through a friend and uh, I really like them. Um, there's another one that I had a nut brown ale from that was absolutely amazing that my buddy Steve had brought, but I can't remember. I want to say it's seven something brewery and I can't remember exactly where it was, but it was okay. am- one of the most amazing brown ales I've ever had. Nice. I think it's seven bells, isn't it? Is it seven bells? It might've been. It yeah. might've been. Yeah. I think a- they're amazing. based out of Chicago. It might it might have been, dude. I can't say for sure, but I know for a fact when he brought that over, man, it was one of the best brown nut brown ales I've had. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. But nice. Cool, cool. Yeah. So, you know, this thing, I love um red ales. I like I really enjoy Irish red ales. This is right up there with them. Um, I'm gonna give it a four point eight. You and your freaking decimals. It's just the weird that you do it by the tenths. It's so weird. Listen, I like everything, but like uh, a little bit of the aftertaste is not great, but I get it. So, yeah, just a little ding. I get it. I could drink a three Floyds with you tonight, but then I would, I would probably lose my calorie intake. And I'm I'm at my my max, maybe a little over for today by a, a, about twenty or thirty. So I am going to go with this twenty calorie, two point three grams of carb. Elvis, alcohol free from Brewdog. Nice. Yes. And uh, I, dude, I I'm telling you what, dude. When when I'm dieting and I want a beer. I love these things, man. Mm. I mean, I absolutely love these things. Well, they're they're. Mm. So, told you. I believe I've rated these all about a four. Yep. As far as the alcohol-free lineup goes. Cheers to you, folks tonight. Trust and believe, Tony will be back to drinking. But when fuck, <laughs> bourbon's ninety-five calories a shot, or Tequila's a hundred calories per shot. I just can't do it, man. There you go. I would rather have the uh the beet chips than the than the <laughs> beer or the bourbon. There you go. Cool. We've been listening well, to this week, brother. Well, my friend, let me tell you. So um I stumbled across this uh this band called the Tony Slug Experience. Um, they've released two singles, uh, so far, um, for an upcoming album. Um, the last single that they just uh, released was called Road Goat, uh, with Jello Biafra from, uh, Dead Kennedys. So really fun. And the other song that they have out, Wrecker Ball, dude, it's, it's some cool, some cool punk stuff. Uh, let's see. Then I also was listening to some Al Green. And, um, of course, I was today, um, because of the sad news that uh, Toby Keith had passed away, I was listening to some of Toby Keith's finest work. I was going to mention that in the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to mention that during the news, man. Did well, you ever get to see Toby Keith? 
No. That's a bummer. Did I you? Did. Yeah. I did. Yeah, we got to we actually drove uh down just into Kentucky to go see him. Mm-hmm. Uh Sella and Jacob got tickets for us and well they actually got them for Kate for her birthday. And we went down to Cincinnati and uh Kentucky for the weekend and hung out there, drank some beers and partied in the hotel room and you know just had a good time and went and seen toby keith and come back with a lot of bourbon i think we visited buffalo trace while we were down there okay yeah yeah it was uh he's a hell of a show a absolute hell of a showman yeah probably and, and and i'm and once again country is not my thing we you know we've we've discussed this before it's just not my go-to music my wife listens to it and i'm okay with that no big deal you know but I go to concerts and be be there to support her. And I'll tell you what, man, I've been to some some good country concerts, dude. I got to see Carth Brooks. I got to see uh Toby Keith. I got to see uh I think Colin Ray back in the day. Okay. Yeah, I've seen a lot of country guys, man, but you know, it's just not my it's not my thing, man. You know? Yeah. Um I really encourage you, you and everyone else out there, there is a clip from I think it was the second series of the um, of the CMT uh, show called The Outlaws, and um, it had Merle Haggard, Toby Keith, David Allen Coe, uh, Billy Joe Shaver, Tanya Tucker, a couple other people. But uh, th- towards the end of the show, they all came on stage and played Working Man Blues. Um, and that was fun to see, you know, Toby Keith and, and, um, David Alco and Billy Joe Shaver interacting with each other, really fun. And, um, David Alco would actually go, uh, pop out for a few shows and sing, you never gonna call me by my name with Toby. So nice. really cool. Yeah. He was, uh, he was an American man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, like that's like he was proud to be an American. Wrote a lot of you know American songs, and you know, I just uh, you know, he's just he was a guy's guy. You know, Red Solo Cup. You know, that's not my favorite song. It's, but it's hard. It's not hard not to admit that it's it's a little catchy catch, as shit. A little catchy as shit. You know what I mean? I I, I mean, I've been hammered and sing Red Solo Cup. Cup. I feel yeah, you up. Let's have a party. So, yeah. yeah, rest easy, big guy, man. You fought the good fight, man. I last time I seen an interview with him, he looked like I think he said something to the effect of, "I'm fighting this. I'm on the upward," and it just it looks like it got the best of him, man. And it, that was uh, that's very unfortunate. Cancer yes. sucks. Yes, sir. Hashtag cancer sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, what have you been listening to this week? Uh, honestly, man, I was listening to the sword and I was listening to, um, some tiny desk concerts I had told you about, man. I, I went and, uh, saw the Scarface one. That's how you ended up with that album. And then the, uh, the action Bronson one was really good. And I'm a bit, I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of his, man. I don't own any of his music. I need to get some, but I'm a bit of a fan of his and I'm, a, I'm it's because, one of the things I really love about musicians and, and, and I'll, I'll try to keep this as brief as possible. One of the things I really love about certain musicians is their ability to step out of the, the music spotlight and step into something else and be somewhat successful. Even if they're not successful at it, they enjoy doing it. Like Danzig does with the comic line or Danzig does with the opera stuff that he does like black Ariah one and two, you know what I'm saying? Or, um, Henry Rollins doing spoken word, you know, instead of the Rollins band or black flag. Right. I love seeing musicians who, who showcase where they have other interests and, and succeed. And that's, uh, that's something I really, 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 really dig, man. And dude, I'll tell you what, I don't know where the hell I'm going with that. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anyways, but there are there are just artists that, you know, they they don't just stay in the music lane. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. They they venture off and try their hand at other things, like Glenn doing directing and filming and shit. 
you know, you know, Rob Zombie doing films, you know, yeah. I love it when talent does that stuff, you know, and, and it, and it just shows, you know, you have a bigger mind than just this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's, that's, that's what I mean by that. But, uh, yeah, I was listening to uh, a lot of the sword, um, some heavy temple. I've, I've been on a big heavy temple kick lately, man. I really, really dig those guys. Um, I meant to sit down and listen to the new Conan stuff that just got released, but I haven't had a chance to listen to it. Uh, there's another band I might be giving you after Black History Month. I'm doing a little bit of a deep dive on these guys. They're a bit along the lines of the, the Stoner Doom thing, mm-hmm. but man, they're a little more upbeat, and I think that you might even dig these dudes. All right. Especially this last album I just listened to, man. I was just like, this is pretty fucking good. So, um, but the uh, name of that band is called uh, Green Lung. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been checking out into, man. And uh, your album. There you your, go. Your album. Oh, my God. We still got to talk about your album. I don't know it. Ugh. 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 Let's talk about this. And once again, let's mention it is Black History Month. Yeah. And we'll be all month long. Through these shows, we will be trading off some of our favorite artists in the uh, black community. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Cool. I'm looking hey, forward well, to it, man. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, you know, and obviously we we pay homage to some of our uh, favorite artists. It doesn't matter what month it is. So, but yeah, we really focus focus this month especially on on some of our favorites. So. Well, hold on, hold on. This this actually sent a reminder to me. Thank you mm. so much, man. Just That's what I'm bam, here for. Like a, like a like a brain fart, just bam, just exploded up in there. Check this out, dude. Did you see the Grammy? I, I believe it was at the Grammys where fucking Luke Bryan and Tracy Chapman did Fast Car together. Absolutely. Oh my God, was that not amazing, dude? Was that did did, did not have impact and feeling to it, dude? I, I love the reaction that Tracy got. Yeah. And I don't think she was expecting it. And oh. you could see the emotion on her face um, when, you know, when it really kicked into her, like, man, these people love me, you know? Yeah. Uh, that was great. She wrote a song for decades. This song has staying power. This song, this song is relevant today. You know what I'm saying? She uh-huh. wrote a song that I, and I'm going to be honest with you back then, I didn't care for the song. Right. But now it wasn't our, it, thing. It wasn't our thing, but now, I mean, I get it, dude. I, it's, it's an impactful song, dude. And I find myself singing along to it, both versions. Mm-hmm. I think, I think doing this with Luke, Bryan, I sure hope that because Luke Bryan's probably sold billions of this shit. I hope that the royalties have really come through for Tracy Chapman. Yeah. Like, I love, and, and that's something else I did when artists do that. Like, um, do you remember, um, do you remember me giving you the, uh, I gave you an, a one-off album of, I know somebody I know you've never heard of before. Um, had burned the flames on it. Um, Rocky Erickson. Yeah. So fucking Rocky Erickson was going through some, some financial straits and a lot of bands went out and did cover songs and put them on their albums to pay royalties to help him out. Wednesday 13 was one of them. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Hey, Good deal, real, man. real quick. Uh, that was not Luke Bryan uh, that sang that with Tracy oh, Luke Chapman. Holmes. Luke Holmes. Luke Holmes. Yep. Yeah. Sorry about that. Luke Holmes. Sorry about that. My bad. Uh, once it, dude i'm not the country guy dude i don't tell you guys this man you're supposed to be a broadcast professional for god's oh, sake oh come on man it's no disrespect to the art it's not that i don't really you know it's just not my go-to man it's not if i hear it it doesn't bother me it used to when i was younger no doubt about that 
I mean, the closest I got to country back when I was younger was the theme song for Dukes of Hazard and I love a rainy night. I love a rainy night. Good song too. Da, 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 ba, da, ba, da, ba, da, da. Little Eddie Rabbit. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, mm -hmm. I dig some Eddie Rabbit. Yeah. Hey, what kind of music news you got? What do you got, dude? I didn't see much other than it looks like Carrie King's album's getting ready to drop. There's a Carrie lot King of from Slayer. Carrie King from Slayer. His album's getting ready to drop. We there's been a new uh there's been a single released. I've heard it. It's pretty good. I really, really dig it. I like the singer on it. I love the guitar work on it, of course. But I will say from what I've seen in the stuff, man, like there's just I don't know what other other than maybe drama. Yeah, you know, and I, and I don't know if it's the the papers feeding into that or the sources feeding into that, but Carrie King hadn't talked to Tom since they did the last Slayer show. No emails, no texts, and Lombardo's dead to him. And like, wow, man. Yeah, dude. Sad. Like, and I'm and I'm a huge Slayer fan, but you know I'm not saying that's all there is in the news, but that's all I really saw, and it just looks like, just get ready, get ready, because if this is where it's starting, it could get out of hand. You know, Tom could. I don't know that I would see Tom coming out and saying anything. He probably just doesn't even give a shit. But I can't see Dave keeping his fucking mouth shut. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's no well, disrespect to any of the guys, man. They all had their opinions. They all made that music together. They all toured and worked their asses off together. You know, I don't know what their dynamic was. I wasn't there. But at the end of the day, I love all of them, and I love them all as a unit. I love all versions of Slayer. It's just unfortunate that, you know, I hate seeing bands do the drama thing, like the kiss thing, you know? Yeah. No. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. It's just... And I still love all four of those guys. Dude, I seen David Lee Roth was talking smack the again, again, telling Wolfgang, like, you're not even on the radar. Your album didn't do shit. And I'm like, fuck, Dave, stop. Get off the kid. Let him live. Well, I, I again, I think this is Dave's uh, attempt to uh, kind of try to clear up his name and 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 all that. I don't think it's serving him any. I don't think it's doing him any good. Um, you know, it, Dude, Eddie's dead. Why mm -hmm. is there still Van Halen drama? Because it wasn't just Eddie. They're all they're all fucked up. Every fucking one of them. What the fuck, they're all, man? They're all fucked up. Sammy Hagar is just as cutthroat and full of shit than as Alex Van Halen as David Lee Roth. And Wolfgang's got his own agenda to protect his dad. I don't know. It's they, all, they all got their shit. <laughs> No, they do. They do. Yeah. All right. Well, with I, I believe you have some information regarding birthdays and stuff for us today regarding news. Yeah, dude. So, um, right off the rip, uh, today we are uh, recording what February sixth today. So, um, happy birthday to old Bob Marley. Um, he was born today in nineteen forty-five. New movie coming out about him soon. I'm oh, going to sweet. see it. I'm yeah. going to see it. That'll be fun. We ought to do a uh, special uh, movie review. You going to go see it? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Axel Rose. Happy birthday to old Axel there. Happy born, birthday, Axel. Yeah, born in 1962. One of my favorite bands. Yeah. Undisputed. Guns N' Roses is one of the greatest bands of all time. Absolutely. And the only other guy I think you would know would be Gary Moore. Um from Thin Lizzy. Um, yeah. He died uh, today in 2011. Brutal. Yeah. A uh, couple interesting releases. 50 Cents, uh, Get Rich or Die Trying. Huge was release. was released today. Mm -hmm. Huge, huge release. Mm -hmm. uh, Dylan and the Dead. Uh, Bob Dylan and the Grateful Dead uh, came out with a live album. Um on this day in 1989, I if you like the Dead or Dylan at all, I, it's a it's not a great album, but it's a really it's it's cool. 
I really enjoyed it. I've heard it. Yeah. I, I am a bit of a dead fan. People may not know that. How about that? I've actually I did got, not know I, that. I actually own a book that has all of their concert dates and where they were. Okay. My cousin got it for me. Nice. You a dead fan? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I like them a lot. And then finally, my cousin, your friend, Loretta Lynn, released You Don't Come Home a Drinking with Loving on Your Mind, released today in 1967. 67? Mm-hmm. Before we were even born. Well, I was there in spirit. In spirit. Uh-huh. Anyways. <laughs> and that is, is the news. We sync that upgrade. That was awesome, dude. I don't know. That wasn't even planned. Mm-mm. Cool. All right. Well, it looks like we got a couple album reviews. I am pretty positive I went first last time. You did, sir. You did. So I want to hear your review on my album. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, hook, hook you up. Here it is. Uh, Scarface, uh, the diary released. In hold on, uh, October 18th, 1994. Um, this debuted at number two, um, on the Billboard 200, um, and was certified platinum on um, December uh, 94. So, I mean, quick, this album was a huge, huge hit. Um, I kind of remember the name scarface back then but by the time this album really came out i i'd kind of gone through my my um my gangster rap phase like i still listened to the stuff that i already listened to but i wasn't seeking new shit so right um i'd kind of moved on so i didn't know anything really about scarface other than a name um yeah this this album is definitely one of those essentials um for for you know the gangster rap genre um this is almost like a concept album i guess uh, yeah it's a concept it's, album. it's it's definitely got a concept feel yeah if it's not a concept album it's got a concept feel mhm yeah for sure um let's see it starts off with a little uh, pretty piano intro and i was like okay I, you know what, and you again, know, I had I had you know no idea. Uh-uh. The movie Scarface. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, that's all Scarface. You know, you, you know what's funny? I've got that soundtrack, and I didn't even I didn't even no didn't even pick can't it up. Tell, can't tell. I know every. I know that movie like the back of my fucking hand. Yeah. Hmm. It was all right, Fuck and then. Um, so the intro, real pretty intro, and then uh, starts right up into uh, the white sheet. Rat a tat 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 to your ass, hit the motherfucking floor. Now I'm really surprised that this that song was not a single. So there's only two singles off this album. Um, uh, I seen a man die and uh, hand of the dead body. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the only two singles. But man. Uh, the white sheet really should have been a single. I mean, radio edited to hell, but uh, it would have been. That's probably why it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, solid. I, I'm going to consider this the opener because that intro was only what a minute, and it's just yeah. piano. So, and it leads uh, you into what's going on. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Uh, white sheet, really solid. Um, I gave it an A. Uh, no tears. I gave that one an A as well. Um, again, just some solid flow from this dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like I said, I can't believe I never even really heard. <laughs> I haven't heard anything from this dude. Go uh, ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, dude. <laughs> Next up is Jesse James. Uh, I gave that one a B. It was just okay for me. That's one of my favorites. That's why I gave it. I come a around this motherfucking cookie ass, just like Jesse James. 
That's some cold blooded shit to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was that the was that the one that said at the end of he had the couple of lines at the end? He said, You motherfucker, you. You motherfucker, you. Was that was that Jesse James? Might have been. Okay. Yeah. I like that part of it really, yeah. really. It reminded how did, me of how, how are you gonna give it a B then? Because I forgot, but the still, just that—that's not going to push it up to an A. Uh, that's uh, good though. It is good though. It's good. Uh, next up is G's. Uh, I gave that one another B. It was fine. And when you're rolling through your motherfucking, mm-hmm. tell me what you see. I see some motherfucking G's. <laughs> uh, then we come up on that first single. Uh, I seen a man die. Uh, that was a single, and I gave it an A. This is really good. That's a really good song. Yeah. Really good song. Uh, next up is uh, One. I gave that a B. Um, we got a bottle of wine. Two. Is that the one? I think so, yeah. 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 It was, it's fun. Yeah. And then probably my favorite. This is probably my favorite song on the album coming up going down it's got this uh funky ass um instrumentation of 99 love balloons that that's the that's the melody in the song and he's rapping over it and it's that 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 is probably my favorite track on the album yeah yeah Mine too. It's going down tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I gave that one an A plus. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh next was one time. Absolutely just Not I gave favorite. it a C. I gave it a C. Understandable. Yeah. Um uh, the next, the second single, Hand of the Dead Body with Ice Cube. I loved Ice Cube's input on this fucking thing. Um, solid A on this. Solid A on this. Yeah. Cube did great. Cube always does great, though. Yeah. I, I like him. Uh, mind playing tricks on me. Uh, 94. Yeah. I You know, I originally gave that a B, but I think I'm going to give that an A, too. Yep. That's a classic. It was a Ghetto Boys classic. Yeah. Yep, that was good. Uh, next is the diary. Some yeah. really cool lyrical content in this in in this song right here. Is that, that the one good. where is that the one where he says he's like it sounds like he's in the in a room with somebody and they're fucking arguing back and forth and he goes he goes I got you on this rap shit I got you on this rap shit and then he just goes Scarface goes yeah shit yeah yeah yep. dude that if you if you ever doubt that man's skill. Just go ahead and listen to that fucking that song. It's mm-hmm. freaking insane. Yep. What'd you give it? No, I agree. I uh, gave it an A. Yeah. And then uh, again, a little outro. Um, that was fine. Um, I think I gave it a B. It was, you know, it was whatever. Well, it's 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 still uh, part of the Scarface sound. Or uh, intro and outro. Yeah, yeah, and yep. that's and I think that was his purpose with the album, to to make it have that those bumpers like the beginning of Scarface and the end of Scarface. Pretty fucking cool. Pretty cool if you yeah, ask absolutely. me. How how he was able to get it pulled off from whoever owns the fucking rights to that shit was fucking amazing. Oh, I know, I know. Um, great sampling in this. Um, great reworking of of some of this stuff too. Um, well produced. I don't know who produced the album, but sonically it still sounds really good. Didn't sound dated at all. Um, I'm having I'm having a hard time actually giving this a rating. Um, and part of it is because it was kind of a tough listen for me because I just wasn't in that gangster gangster rap mind frame. You know, I didn't. I didn't shit all over it. You know what I mean? Like, give, but you got to give it a, a correct rating, a fair rating, man. You need a non-biased I gotta give rating. It to what I? Oh, it's all biased. 
that's why you gave Brad Paisley a mediocre country album. That's what it sounded like to me, man. So anyway, there, there was listen. If if, if there was fail. any song, because you're biased. There, listen, if there was any song on that album, so my let, point is. Let me put no straight up. If there was any song on that album that was playing in a in a in a in a, in a bar, and and I do this with country songs, and I go, "Hey, Katie, who sings this?" If there was any song on that album that would have made me do that, aside from the Dolly Parton track, because I would have recognized Dolly's voice. Yeah. I can't say much. I, I'm not, I wasn't dissing the album because it was a good album. There was good guitar right. playing and good stuff going on there. It just sounded like your average country album to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not that I wasn't in the headspace for it or anything. I gave it a good, uh, you know, my best listening. It just there's just nothing I could really say that I, if I was sitting, I think about the environment that I might catch something like that in, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? And I yep. go, man, if I heard anything like this and I was in this situation, would this catch my ear? And it just doesn't. Yeah. No, I got you. But my point was that all of our ratings are biased. You're right. It's, that's that was my point. I know. I know. Thanks what the fuck for you were thanks at. for hijacking. What the fuck? Cheers. Anyway, uh, salute. I'm gonna give this thing. I'm gonna give it a. I'll give it an eight. I'm not gonna listen to more Scarface, but I really enjoyed the album. All right. I thought it was a really. I thought it was a, you know, a really good, um album for that genre i just wasn't totally feeling it this week um but yeah i i think he deserves all the credit and all the respect in the world do you know what they call scarface uh no he is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper yeah i get that yeah because he is just a master of his art yeah I, I i implore you when you get the chance go watch his tiny desk concert okay and tell me you can't like man that's, S- send that's, me the link that's cool as fuck i will and, and and dude he's only doing like four or five songs and okay. he doesn't and he doesn't like he does um he does the first the first run of fuck faces but cuts it off after that okay Okay. And but uh I think he does um never seen a man cry. Very cool. Cool. It's a it's a very cool thing, man. Like I, yeah. that's that's what made me think to to give you the album, you know. Yeah. Now was this was this his uh best album? In my opinion, yes. Okay. The best selling album? Maybe. Okay. Maybe, but but that's you gotta understand, man. That was a big year. Ninety four, like you're talking the years of ninety two to ninety six were major, major years for hip hop. Yeah. And art and, and rap. There were major, major years. You had so much come out during that time frame. I mean, this album dropped right after I was supposed to graduate from high school. Yeah. Yeah. Right after that's... you were supposed to graduate from high school. Yeah, we graduated in June uh ninety four and this came out in October. So yeah. Dude, I was at that but see at that point, what you don't understand is I had been listening to fucking Scarface when he was in the ghetto boys long, long before this album fucking dropped. And right. I can tell you, I can tell you, pull your phone up if you don't mind, please. Yeah. Or whatever you're looking at. Pull up Bushwick Bill. Phantom of the Rapper. Okay. Now Bushwick was with the Ghetto Boys too, but they all branched right. off, did their own solo stuff, and every once in a while they would get back together and do another fucking album. Now, what year did that album drop? Second. Let's see. This thing came out in '95. Okay, so you had July fucking, 11th. You had Scarface in October. Mm-hmm. The very following July, you had fucking uh, Bushwick. Bushwick. 
you would have Willie D's album drop at some point in time. And I know that fucking big Mike's album dropped, which was uh, the album that had having things on it. These were huge, huge fucking albums. If you had been listening to members of and shit from the ghetto boys for all those years, like look up uh, what is a uh, ghetto boys, the resurrection. What year did that drop? I want to say that's 92 or 93. Okay. Hold on. No, 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 no. Fuck, is it the resurrection? No, that's not what I'm thinking. Ghetto boys. Oh, I need the albums. Give me the albums. Give me the albums. Give me the fucking albums. Let's see. Uh making trouble. Till Death Do Us Part dropped in '93. Uh-huh. So Scarface is that so till death dropped us till till death do us part dropped in ninety three and it had um what was the fucking uh, uh six feet deep on it huge hit for them guys big fucking thing um one of my favorite tracks on the album is called this dicks for you um but anyways. I believe there's an album that was written for the, or a song on here that was written for South Central because it describes the movie South Central to a fucking T and it's called okay. Street Life. Now this dropped in 93. Scarface dropped in 94. Fucking Bushwick dropped in 95. And I know Willie D and Mike D, my, a big Mike had shit go on between that time. Dude, let me tell you something. Huge, huge fucking impact on this. Like when people talk about South Side, South South style rap, they yeah. think they think uh TI, uh fucking uh Lil John, uh Ying Yang twins, all them boys down down south. Now original down south to me was the ghetto boys and all that Houston sound that came up out of there. Then gotcha. you had you had some shit that come out of Florida that was like Nemesis and fucking half pint and shit like that. Big bass shit, huge like Florida was a huge impact on the bass scene. Man, I could I could go on about this shit. I'm sorry. I I, I like <laughs> I, I really could, man. Yeah. Um and, and and I'm not I'm not so, I'm not to say that I'm a historian and I know everything there is to know about hip hop or R and B or any of that shit, man. I just know I, I've loved it for many, many, many years. Like I I I remember hearing fucking get like the, the first Ghetto Boys album was absolutely amazing. The first um LL Cool J album that I had heard, Bigger and Deffer, I gave you that album. Yep was just mind-blowing to me you know you remember and i know you remember because this was our time you remember fucking tone loke funky cold medina and shit that mm -hmm. shit was huge huge when we fucking was growing up yeah you know, and this is what rap was but you got to remember it eventually evolved and then you know because the nature of rap was speaking of what was going on in the streets you know what i mean and then and then we started seeing the fucked up shit through gangster rap. Cops whipping motherfuckers' asses and all that other shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, dude, I'll tell you what, man. I can't say I remember its inception because I don't say I wasn't listening to Sugar Hill Gang long before I heard L O Cool J and all that other shit. But I yeah. can't tell you when I heard hip hop and R and B and shit, I've loved it. Sorry, I don't mean to ramble. I should do my album review. Yeah, see, go, go ramble over in your review. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so, I'm sorry, dude. I mean, you know what? It is Black History Month. I'm just playing. And you know what? I'm just trying to give give love to the art. You mm -hmm. know, if I was going to if I was going to give you another album, you know. I may and I may say this album for next year, but uh I I, I think you should listen to um KRS one's Return of the Boom Bat. Okay. He's 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 not a lot of people are aware of him unless you really know hip hop and this guy is the this guy is the man, the fucking man. Like you and you and see that's one thing I can really say about you is you appreciate flow. Yeah, you know, 
if MF Doom, like if you didn't see what was going on with MF Doom flow, flow wise, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, there'd been something wrong with it. There would be something wrong with you, man. It's just he's he's absolutely amazing. You went right out and bought an album. Mm -hmm. You know, so solid. Solid. Sorry to keep you guys waiting. Let's go ahead and get into my review. I apologize about that. I tend to do that sometimes. The London Howlin' Wolf Sessions is the album that I had. This is a Howlin' Wolf album that featured uh, Bruce. You want to bring him up? We had um, uh, a little further up, sir. We had Eric Clapton, Steve Winwood, Bill Wyman, and Charlie Watts um, that appeared on this thing. And when I first received this album from Bruce, uh, because he's given me some blues album before, I've kind of expected to hear uh, more banter back and forth, like with the uh, uh, Stevie the in session, yeah, the, yeah, the in session with Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, but it, there wasn't really a lot, if any, on that the album. There was maybe like one section where they uh, did this on a, a track called uh, "The Red Rooster uh, False Start." which was pretty cool because you were actually listening to how they were trying to work out how they were going to actually do the song and record it. Yeah. And uh, I'll get into that here in a second, but let's start off with the opener rock and daddy. Um, this to me was just not a strong opener. Is it a good song? Yes. Is it a strong opener? Not in my opinion. Um, but yeah. I, I gave, I gave it a B. Um, the next song, I Ain't Superstitious. This could have been the opener. I gave this one an A. I thought it was just a really groovy song. And you're going to hear me say that a lot about this album. This album is really, really, really groovy. And I'm going to get to that here in a, here in a bit. Um, I Ain't Superstitious. Th this really should have been the opener. I probably could have appreciated Rockin' Daddy if it was in second a little more. But it's just not a strong opener. Uh, sitting on Top of the World. I gave this one an A. Really like the guitar solo in this. Uh, if you get the chance, man, there's real good playing going on right there. Um, we get into the world about or worried about my baby. Eh, this just, is, it, is it a good song? Yes. Is it a great song? Not in my opinion. So once again, I'm going to give this one a B. It just didn't really sit as high in high regard with huh. me as, as, as the, uh, the rest. Uh, what a woman. I love this. I absolutely love this. I found this was funny. Uh, this gets a solid A. Um, there's a lot of tongue in cheek in this album. And one thing I've learned when I've been listening to blues is these guys are singing about real problems and how they feel, but there's always some kind of tongue in cheek in it at the end of the day. So, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm bummed out, but here I am with my guitar and fuck it. Oh, well, it's fucking, it is what it is. And, and, and I really, really love that about the blues. Um, Poor boy. That one is a solid A. And hmm. man, I just want to use these three words. When listening to the song Poor Boy, feel that shit. That song has a lot of feeling. A lot of feeling. Um I gave it a, uh, that, that got a solid A, uh, built for comfort. This is probably one of my favorite tracks on the album. Absolutely yeah. love this song. Um, this, this is just a great, it, it's, it's, it is tongue in cheek, but it's such a really, really cool song. Like, I, you have to hear it. It's just a, oh man, it's probably my favorite track on the album. I ain't um, built. I, I ain't built for speed. I'm built for comfort. I ain't built for speed. Built. I'm built for comfort. <laughs> I, I I love it. Um, who's been talking? This is another one that kind of dropped off, man. Just not a bad song. Not a great song. It's a B. Um, Red Rooster. You know, if I have to rate it, it's a B. The the it's them working out the song. It's kind of cool, but when you get to the song, the song's an absolute A. An absolute A. Red Rooster's absolute A. Uh, do the do. Another solid A. Absolute solid A. Uh, Highway 49. This song, very, very groovy. Once again, another fucking A. Um, <sighs> Wang Dang. 
Wang dang doodle. Wang dang doodle. I gave this an A plus and an asterisk and said this is an absolute killer closer. Yeah. This is a solid, solid, solid album. Now, please don't be taken back by my rating. Of this album, there are 13 tracks. Of those 13 tracks, four are, are B's. And the rest are A's, and there's a couple A pluses in there for me. I'm rating this album on what I would do with this album. I can't say that this is an album that I'm going to run to and decide I'm going to play. However, if it's Sunday morning and I'm cooking breakfast and I play a lot of, um, more mafia style hits during that time, Dean Martin mm-hmm. and old blue eyes. This would be something I would turn on for that. Just to have something in the background, kind of groovy, easy to listen to fun, you know, but it's just not that thing I'm going to go listening to when I want to go take a long drive or, you know, and it's, it would be good for a long drive. I'm not going to say that it's not, I like it a lot. However, I just know that this is not one of those albums that I'm going to seek out. And I do want to say this for not having a big reference with Howlin' Wolf. I absolutely love being introduced to him. And it's because of my rating that when I do a little further deep dive in blues, which I do every so often, mm-hmm. he'll be the next guy I check out. Um, and, and he's been on, he's been on the list, but he's been bumped up. So yeah. with that being said, solid, solid album. I'm giving this fucker 8.25. There you go. You know, I, you know, that's, I thought you would rank it a little bit lower. Um, um, th- th- to your point for me, this is not an everyday album. This is not an album full of like radio hits and shit like that. But I think what this is, this is a great uh, time capsule of a really cool recording session of just some absolute legends just being there in the moment and working out a quick a quick uh, album out three days you know um I know you're not too familiar but uh, little red rooster it was fascinating for me to hear them work that out that intro part out because many people have uh played that played that song over the years and the intro's way different than how Helen Wolf wants it. Um so the that's why those other guys were kind of thrown off by the rhythm of that of that intro because it's it's different. It's way different than um than they've probably ever played it. So, uh, that was pretty cool to see or listen to. Um, I found rock and daddy was a great, was a great opener, but yeah, uh, superstitious that, that would have been another great opener for me. Uh, all in all, it's, I, I'm right with you. I'm probably at eight and a half for this album. Um, it, it's not a perfect album, but man, it's a really cool piece of history. So like, let me, let me, let me think about this. You know what I mean? Imagine you and Rhea, right? Mm -hmm. You guys are sitting there down there in the basement where you got your record, your record thing Mm -hmm. playing. You got this, this album spinning in the background Mm -hmm. and you guys are sitting there playing cards or something. Mm -hmm. You know, this is that, this is that album. Yes. It's yes. easy to listen to. It's not going to offend anybody. It's just a solid album. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, is, it, is it a 10? Not in my opinion. No. Is it a nine? Still not in my opinion. Is it a bad album? Not by any fucking means. Mm-hmm. All the players are there. We've discussed mm-hmm. this before. You know, 
good album. And it, yeah, album. and again that that Rolling Stones rhythm section just fucking oh bass play Bill Wyman. I'm telling you, what an underrated bass player. How they pulled this together and what they created is a nice piece of work. Yep. An absolutely nice piece of work. And if I was a blues collector, this would be something I would consider something that would probably, you know, be close to essential in my collection. Yeah. You know, no, I definitely find this essential because it's just such a cool piece. Now, how'd you find, how'd you find out about this album? I literally, I was in, I was in the record store and it was in there. It was in there new to the store. Uh, and I was like, holy shit, I've never seen this before. And so I got it because I was like, fuck. A, it's on Chess Records. The the defunct, you know, Chess Records was the premier blues label um, of the, you know, up through the 60s into, you know, into the 70s. And so that was piece number one. Piece number two, it had two of the stones on it plus Eric Clapton, plus I'm a huge Howlin' Wolf fan. So all that together, I'm like, I've never even heard this before. Well, um, I I will say this. Thank you for turning me on to the album. I'm yeah. sorry that you won't seek out any more Scarface, but you should you should really check out some Ghetto Boys. And I, I wouldn't suggest on a personal level mm-hmm. for you to go running out and looking for every Scarface album there is. If there was another Scarface album you'd like to check out, conference me in. I'll let you know a couple good ones um, that, you know, are as good as the diary or, you know, just a little under Yeah, nothing in my opinion is going to be better than diary. And there's just, there's ghetto boys albums that I, I, dude, I can't say there's a ghetto boys album. I don't like. Yeah. For me, for me, for this genre of music, it's more of an emotional tie. It was what, it was some of the shit I was listening to as a kid. So, part part of the rub on Scarface is I don't have an emotional tie to it. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm well, am I gonna seek out Easy Does It? Yeah. I love that album. See, but see, they were doing it on the West Coast, man. These guys were I, doing it on, on the South Side. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying from an emotional level, Easy E is up here. And when I when I'm in the mood for the, for that old gangster gangster shit, that's where I'm going. Gangster, easy's up, up here for me too, dude. There's no doubt yeah. about that. All right, you know he and is then, what original gangster rap is. Yep, and then Cube, um, Cube and Snoop right here. You know. Start. Oh, so 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 what you so what you're saying is you want to name your top five? Give me your top five in in hip hop and, I don't and have, rap. I don't have five. Give me your five. You've got five. I don't. I guarantee you do. I don't. I guarantee you do. I promise you I don't. What about Heavy D and the Boys? That's R&B. It's still hip-hop artist, dude. That's still fucking, that dude's still transition hip-hop. Come on now. All right. So I'll, okay. So Easy, Heavy D, um, Dre, Snoop, then Cube. For you. Ooh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm gonna take Cube out of there and I'm gonna put in Tupac. Okay. That's tough, but that's where that's I'm going. For me. E Tupac. Scarface. Scarface top three. LL Cool J. KRS one. Okay. And that's in no particular order. I love them all equally. And that's, trust me, I can't reign any of those guys supreme. If I had to, if I had to say the the lyrical master of all of them, BKRS one. He's okay. just on a different level, man. He is everything that envelops the essence of hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. 
You know he turned down the Grammys? Yeah, we'll fucking be with that shit, dude. 50 years of fucking... Uh, he, tur- he turned down the opportunity to be in that big uh, hip-hop... Uh, 50 years of hip-hop thing. Wow. 50 years and now you want to do something? Now you want to make something? Uh, I ain't being part of that shit. That's why there wasn't some of the most major stars in the, on that show. Yeah. Yep. It was cool <laughs> that LL was there. I mean, don't get me wrong, but no, I would I have loved it. to see KRS one come out and throw down. Yeah. Maybe next year. Maybe for fifty one. Who says? Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. All right. Well, you ready to give me an album? You ready to give me an album? Absolutely. I think you're scared. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. You're always nothing. scared. You've always been scared. Do you remember right, that time hmm? when you know that time? <laughs> that time? Nah. All right. Give me your album. All right, buddy. Uh, this is actually compliments of my wife. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So, and, and let me ask you something. Are yeah. you familiar with this album? I am. Okay. As long as you're familiar with it. I, I forgot about this album. Let's give it to me. All right, buddy. You, my friend, you are getting the Isley Brothers Eternal. You know what's funny? Hmm. I've been sitting here thinking. Um, about those bands of these eras, you know, and mm-hmm. while I'm familiar with a lot of their their hits, like like I, I really want to give you a cool gang album, man, but I don't know that I can give you a greatest hits album that's actually available. You know, it just it it's one thing or the other, and 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 the and cool in the gang was a big impact on me. I saw him like four or five fucking times, man. You know? That's one of uh, David Lee Ross' favorite bands. Really, dude, you don't understand. He he uh, he he wanted them to open up for Van Halen. Really? Yeah, and I think they did. You know what? I think they did too. Yeah, I think for they did too. Uh, different kind of truth tour. Huh. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. So the Isley Brothers Eternal. Are you ready for my album? Yes, sir. All right. We are going to, as of this evening, increase your interplanetary functionship, which you know only the terrestrial brotherhood can make that happen, man. You ready? Yeah. You are getting Parliament Funkadelic. Mm Mm-hmm. The Mothership Connection. Okay. Now, this is an essential album for me. This will always be one of my favorite Parliament albums. If not, my favorite Parliament album. Okay. This is would a, you Go ahead. So, would you put this above Maggot Brain? Even though that's strictly Funkadelic. The song Maggot Brain supersedes everything Funkadelic has ever done, in my personal opinion. Okay. Okay. It's just my, if you ask me my favorite song from Funkadelic, it's going to be Maggot Brain. If you ask me my favorite guitar solo, no matter what, it'll always be Maggot Brain. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So, Mothership Connection, man, have fun with that one. It's a, it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. I remember I got turned on to that album back in, uh, back in my senior year of high school. Okay. Uh, my, my neighbor turned me on to it. it was name, his name was Jimmy Jam. Uh, probably smoked my first blunt with that dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, be, to be 10 years old again. Shit, I wasn't. <laughs> I was a senior in high school. Fuck off. That's right. 
All right, homie. Well, right. listen, man, this has been a blast. If you like what you see here, please like, comment, subscribe. Please leave us a comment. Say something. We want to hear from you. We want to know that you're out there watching the show, all 13 of you viewers. Uh, with that being said, Bruce, got anything to say for this evening? Uh, no, thanks again, everyone, for joining us. And um, yeah, we love you guys. We absolutely do. So until next time, we will see you guys later. I'm Tone. That's Bruce. See ya.